I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 558 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are back on the gridiron today with a Super Bowl champion and legendary NFL wide receiver, Willie Gold, joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Willie Gold is one of the fastest players in NFL history who played his college football at Tennessee before being drafted in the first round of the 1983 NFL draft by the Chicago Bears. Willie was a crucial part of the 1985 Bears team that won Super Bowl XX and is one of the greatest NFL teams of all time. He would later go on to play for the Raiders. Willie is also a track star who was a member of the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, which ended up boycotting the 1980 Olympics. Since retiring from the NFL, Willie has set several world records on the track. He's been inducted into the USA TF Masters Hall of Fame and the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. He's also a first-class father all the way. I'm honored to have him on the podcast today. Willie Golt will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Willie Golt was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the NFL legend and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and I have been honored to have been joined by so many dads of the NFL here. If you enjoyed my interview today with Willie Gold, you might want to go and check out my interview with his quarterback in 1985, Jim McMahon. So many other NFL dads have stopped by the podcast, including Tim Brown, TJ Hushmanzada, Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, Eric Decker, Deion Sanders. The list really goes on and on here. So make sure you check through the archives of the podcast here and check out all the NFL dads who have stopped by. As a matter of fact, I've had at least one dad from every NFL team join me on the podcast. So no matter what team you root for, you'll find a dad that I've interviewed that has played for that NFL team. And speaking of the NFL, if you're looking to take your family to the game, save $20 on your tickets while I have my promotion going with SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app. Use my promo code FIRSTCLASS at the checkout. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you'll save $20 on your tickets. Okay, and make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. I got some bangers coming your way soon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit me with a rating or review. Always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Willie Gold. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got a couple of ways for you guys to help support the podcast here and save some money. As you know, Christmas shopping season has started once again. And right now, MyPillow has got the lowest prices in history on their original MyPillow, the pillow that started it all. The normal price is $69.98. But right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get it for $19.98. That's right. Save $50 on the original MyPillow. Go visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. All right, and secondly, as you know, the NFL season is now heating up. The NBA and the NHL are underway. Take your kids to the game in person the way it's supposed to be and save $20 on your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. All right, just a quick recap. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. SeatGeek.com, promo code First Class, two ways for you guys to save money and help support First Class Fatherhood. 
Joining me now, First Class Father Willie Golt. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. My pleasure. All right, let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old? I have two. I have a son who's 30 and my daughter's 34. Very cool. What kind of sports or activities were they into growing up? Well, my daughter played basketball in high school, and uh, my son played a little baseball and a little basketball, but they both grew up and decided to do something different, which was great. Uh, my daughter's in real estate, and my son's an artist. Awesome stuff. All right, if you could, Willie, please just take a second here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I grew up in a small town called Griffin, Georgia, uh, 30 miles south of Atlanta, played college football at the University of Tennessee, went to Griffin High School. I attended the University of Tennessee on a football and tra- well, football scholarship, but I ran track there. I made the Olympic team my first year in 1980, uh, made All-American in track and in football my senior year, uh, led the team, um, then was drafted by the Chicago Bears, number one in 1983, um, played my rookie year. We won the Super Bowl in 1985 with the Bears. I was then traded to the Raiders in 1988. Um, I also made the 1988 Winter Olympic team in bobsledding. Um, so played with the Raiders for seven years, total of 12 years in the National Football League, and uh, had an amazing career. And now still in Los Angeles. Yeah, what an incredible athletic career you had here, Willie. So take take me back then, if you could, to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. Then about how old were you uh, when you first became a dad, and how did that experience kind of change your perspective on life? Well, it was um, Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, we won the Super Bowl. I, my daughter was born in 1986, and uh, it was amazing because she was uh, so beautiful. Um, and, you know, it was something that was my daughter. So it was a great experience, and I had fun with her. And then my son was born after I was traded here to the Raiders in 1991. Um, so we, we grew up. I played a lot. I actually tired him out a lot because I had a lot of energy. So I would play with them so hard and that they would just go to sleep. Uh, I would run and chase them down the hallway of my house. And, you know, we'd do a lot of things and go outside and play. And at the beach, I lived on the beach in, in um, the Venice, Los Angeles area. So we spent a lot of time at the beach. And as much time as I could, I spent with them, which was great. I was always there. Awesome. What would you consider to be the top values that you had hoped to instill in your kids growing up? Uh, work work ethic and also uh, being your own person, making your own decisions. You know, I was never a follower. I was always a leader. So I told my kids, if you make a decision, make it because you want to make it, not because someone else tells you to make it. Don't follow the crowd because the crowd will do bad things and you have to be responsible. I let them know what was right and what was wrong. But then I say it's your decision to make, because when you make a mistake, if you make a mistake, it's your mistake. You can't blame anyone else. You have to blame yourself. And that's been very, very uh, helpful. My kids have been, I'm very blessed. I've never had any problems, no drugs, no alcohol, no, no jail, no, none of that stuff, no trouble. So I've been very, very fortunate and to, to uh, raise two amazing, amazing human beings. Awesome. Great stuff, Willie. And, and I like to, I, I love to ask all the NFL dads that I get on here just because it could be a difficult decision for a lot of dads out there is whether or not to let their kids play tackle football and what age is a good one to do that. So uh, in, in your opinion here, what would you say, uh, what, what is your opinion of young kids playing tackle football? And what would you say would be a good age to start? Well, it would be difficult for me to prevent uh, a kid from playing if they really, really desired it. Uh, now, if the parents force them to, it's different. But if the kid go, I want to play football, I want to play, then you have to give them the right tools to be successful. Uh, we know a lot more than we knew when I was playing and when I was coming up about how to tackle, how to protect yourself and everything else. So 
I was just armed with the right tools. I mean, it would be a shame to try to take something away from someone who may be very talented and very successful at it and not give them the opportunity. So I would definitely give them the opportunity, but also teach them the right and correct way to, to, to do things. Yeah, and how about as far as the kids that, that Willie are looking to go next level? Obviously, you played Tennessee, uh, had a great college career yourself. What about these kids, parents of these kids that are in high school now that are being recruited and are looking to take their talents to the next level? What kind of advice do you have for those parents on what to look for and how to steer them? Well, again, the, the kid has to be into it and he has to be good enough, of course, because when you go from one level to the next, you're not playing against one or two good guys. You're playing against all good guys. And the same thing from college to pros. You're not playing against one or two great defensive backs. You're playing against four or five per game. So it's just a confidence. You have to have confidence in yourself and your abilities. And you know where you are on the grade of, of things when you're competing. So if you understand it and you have confidence and you work hard, you can achieve anything you want. But you have to put in the work. A lot of people want to take um, the shortcuts. There are really hardly no shortcuts to life. You know, you have to go out and work hard in anything you do, whether it be, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or athlete or whatever. You have to really put the time in. Very few people uh, win the lottery. You know, it's just one of those things where you, it doesn't happen. You have to work hard and go out and, and do those things, especially in athletics. If you don't work hard, you don't see the results. In track and field, which I ran, if you don't put the time in, your time will not be what you want it to be. So you have to work hard. Same thing in football, same thing in basketball, hockey, baseball, all the same. I mean, all the greats have all worked really hard. The Michael Jordans, the, the Barry Bonds, you know, those Larry Birds, Magic Johnson, all those people have worked tremendously hard to achieve what they've achieved. Yeah, well said. And I'm just curious, too, because I know now, I mean, kids definitely have more access because they have the ability to showcase their talents and send in video clips. We see a lot of people using that tool uh, to send out. You know, is there something different about being recruited, seeing the, the talent in person versus people that are recording and sending in or recruiting through video? I know a lot of stuff now, of course, uh, the pandemic, a lot of these kids had to do things through Zooms and stuff. Is there definitely a difference between seeing the talent in person versus seeing it when they send it in in a video? Oh, it's definitely a difference because you have to know and learn a person's personality. It's not always just about the athletics. I mean, some people are more gifted than others, but overall, you want a complete person um, because you have to play within a, um, a scheme of a sport. I mean, it's not an individual sport. Football is not. Basketball is not. There are individual guys that, that do well, but it's a team sport. So you have to be able to con uh, conduct yourself within a team frame. And if you don't know that person, if you just see a video – then you don't really know what you're getting. Uh, but again, in this day and time in our world, we have people all over the world sending videos. So I, that's you have to do it. But it's nothing like one on one of being able to see someone in person to be able to see how they walk, see how they talk, see their mannerisms, see how they interact with people. And that's um, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, good stuff. And and staying on the video stuff, I, I had Jim McMahon on here recently. You guys had one of the arguably one of the greatest teams of all time there. Obviously, the sh Super Bowl shuffle was a big deal. Now today, with all this social media, uh, TikTok and Instagram, and all you know, players have access to kind of get themselves in more trouble here uh, or, or more areas. What do you think? How how would the 1985 Bears fared with all the TikTok and social media? How would it have been a good thing or a bad thing for you guys? We would not have been able to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how it would have worked out. We had some really crazy guys. I mean, crazy fun. But, you know, we did things that were not, I guess, we were not supposed to do. Um, so I'm not sure how well. It, I think guys would have been fine. Guys would have been suspended. But we had fun, though. We had some great guys. And uh, I, I cherish those, those times with, with my teammates.
Yeah, awesome. And let me pull it back into you as a dad here now for a second, Willie. What about uh, as far as discipline goes? Uh, what type of disciplinarian were you as a dad with the kids growing up? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Well, my discipline style was hand. I mean, we 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 grew up in the South, so you know you were very respectful to your parents and and adults and everything else. And uh, as my kids grew up, it was a little bit different, not much though, because I. I I was more of a, I, I like to talk to you to see why, why you're going through something and then say, okay, you have a choice. The choice is you do it the right way or you sit over here for an hour and not do anything. So I try to let the kids make the decision as opposed to me always making a decision. And they always you know, chose the right decision, basically, because if they didn't, I would say, no, we got to do this. So I think it's, it's different um, um, ways to do it. Of course, uh, in the South, uh, it was, you know, a spanking or something like that, which I'm not opposed to that either. I think kids have to also know and fear something that's greater than themselves. When kids think that they're the greatest as far as controlling things, then, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult to raise them in the right way and to understand what's right and what's wrong because there are rules that we have. And if you break the rules, then you get punished. I mean, it's the same thing in society. If you break the rules in society, you get punished. You get jail time or you get whatever, you know. So we have to uh, condition our kids to understand that there are certain rules that you don't break. And if you break those rules, there are consequences. And so you try to make sure the rules that you're showing them are not as harsh as the rules that's going to happen. But you also give them the opportunity to see what what can happen. Yeah, wow. Very well said. And, Willie, I I was one of the guys who grew up uh, just wait till your father gets home. And a lot of times that would be enough to kind of straighten me out. One thing I talk about on the show a lot is the fatherless crisis that we have going on. We got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And then when they don't have that discipline or that maybe fear, uh, it can lead them down to, you know, uh, you know, to some some trouble that we're seeing in our society here. And, um, you know, I I just think that if we could tighten up our family units here, I think most of the problems that we have in this country would start going away. What's your take? Well, you're right. I mean, my mom, mom, my mom was have to say, I said, you wait till your father gets home. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, so the fear of that uh, was enough for me to you know, do the right thing. And and I, I mean, those things are important. I think the male figure to a male is so important to a female, also a kid. But to a male kid is so important. And it, those males who don't grow up with the father, if they have some father figure, whether it be an uncle or a friend or a family member, it's all important. That's why there is important. They have these mentor programs like Eric Dickerson. I just went to a golf tournament yesterday where he has a, um, a warrior kid child where he actually fosters uh, kids with no fathers, which is a great organization. So, you know, it's always good that people have those type of organizations. And there are ways like Denzel Washington, the uh, Boys and Girls Club. So there is a way to, to be able to do that. I'm just uh, appreciative of those type of organizations that help kids because they really need it. Yeah, we just seen a recent story there. Dad's on duty. These guys down in Louisiana that got together and went to go help out the school. I think, it, you know, for a lot of those kids in the school that don't have dads or, or father figures in their life, I think that was a big eye opening. And we've seen the violence in that school uh, pretty much just evaporate the minute those guys stepped on the campus there. Oh, great. Because, um, you know, whether or not males can be intimidating to, you know, young males. Um, and also the fact that they understand because we've been there. We all have been there, you know, some of us in different degrees and other. But as a man, we know what it takes to be a man and um, and a woman knows what it takes to be a woman. I could never be a woman. I could never give a child what my you know mother gave me or, or a wife or a mother gives her a, a son or daughter. But in hindsight, she can't give what a male would give also. So it takes those two 
it takes two to be able to, to raise a child in the right way. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work that way, but, you know, uh, and mothers are amazing because they do a great job. But overall, I would say if it can happen, males are important in, in kids' lives for sure. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And then and getting a little deeper into that, I have four kids myself, Willie. My youngest is my only girl. Uh, she's seven right now. So I got quite a while to go here before I hit the um, right. where she gets into these uh, things like the dating scene. I know you've been there and done that. So what kind of advice or how did you kind of handle it when your kids became old enough to start hitting that dating scene? Well, I, I sort of talked to my daughter. My daughter and I have a great relationship. We talk about everything. And I was very um, tough with guys. You know, when she had a guy she liked, I would go to the guy and go, look, I'm a guy. I know what you're thinking, but it's not going to work. <laughs> and I intimidated him, you know, basically. And one guy tried to run from me. I go, you're going to try to run from me? He goes, oh, you're right. You're fast. So it didn't work. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you, you, as a father, you have to be tough, especially with daughters. Um, because, you know, guys are guys. You know, they're young kids. And some of them are great kids. And some of them are just going through puberty and then just you know having fun and but you know you have to protect your daughters you have to yeah i'm, I'm trying to gear myself up for what's coming for me here i got three older boys uh th you know she's got three older brothers so i'm hoping that'll help me out uh, oh know, yeah that that will definitely help but also when the, the first guy bring him to the house sit him down and all the guys go around him and just look at it you know don't you have to say anything just look at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah get some sharks in the room there <laughs> Exactly. Uh, put, if you got guns, put them around so they can see them and all that stuff. <laughs> that. Baseball bats and you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you know, you, you had a storied NFL career here. Uh, what, what, what's going on with you right now, Willie? What kind of projects or what kind of goals are you working on for yourself here for the future? Well, I'm, I'm basically in the commodities. And plus, I play a lot of golf and a lot of charity events I go to. So I enjoy that. And that's basically what I do. I'm having fun here in Los Angeles and uh, you know, staying healthy. That's basically what I try to do. All right. And last thing I want to hit you with here. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Just enjoy it. It goes by fast. You know, it, it goes really fast. It does. Um, all of a sudden you're looking up there in grade school and then high school and then college and then they're moving out and they've gotten married. So um, just enjoy the ride. Uh, it's a long ride, but it goes by fast. So enjoy every moment of it. Uh, there'll never be another moment like the one you experience when you experience it. So just understand that. And each kid is different. You can't paint each kid. It's going to be the same. It's not. They're totally different. So. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Willie Gold, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Willie Galt for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Take advantage of my partnership with SeatGeek. If you're bringing your family to any NFL games or any games this year, concerts, Broadway shows, whatever it may be, save $20 on your tickets and help support First Class Fatherhood. Buy your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app. Plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you'll save $20 on your tickets. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.
were half-truths and tales As tall as the trees, I saw feeling so 